Beautiful. That is very beautiful. I'm really glad everyone's here. Welcome. This is Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths. On behalf of the team and I, I'd just like to say really, really glad you're here. Really glad to be back inside. Really, uh, ah, man, I don't know. I could dance if I could dance. Um, got a couple announcements for us. One is um, Christmas joy offering. Everybody's probably dropped this envelope already this morning. Uh, at some point, take a look at it. It's a over and above offering that goes to help presbytery and um, clergy and people who work at the presbytery level. Um, also, if you're not doing anything this Friday, uh, we have a Christmas Eve service. And we have actually two Christmas Eve services. We have one happening at 4 p.m. And we have a guest vocalist that's going to sing the roof off this place. And once again, so glad we're back inside. Does anybody remember last year? We were in the narthex. There was a band playing in the narthex. We were piping over the radio station. And um, it rained. Do you remember that? Man. Right? This is, can we, a round of applause or something, or praise hallelujah? Like, I don't know. Um, and that was my second Christmas here. That's nuts, right? Everybody say, ah, oh. ready, one, two, ah, oh, there you go. I feel a little better. Thank you for comforting me. We have one at 4 p.m. We have lasagna dinner at 6.30 p.m. And I'm telling you, if you've got nothing, nowhere to be and no scheduled dinner plans already, show up. This lasagna is legit. My wife makes really good lasagna. And then 8 p.m. we have Carol's uh, Christmas Story and Cocoa. And that's a, that's a carryover from last year. We did it underneath the tent last year. And uh, that's, we're going to continue that, the 8, 8 o'clock service. It's simple. We end, they both end in candlelight. Both involve carols. The 8 o'clock is a shorter mes- message. You know, it's a kind of a drive-through deal. And then we uh, get... Really excited about Coco. Okay, um, masks. Uh, we are practicing the rule of love. And we're strongly encouraging masks, but anyone and everyone is welcome. Amen? Amen. Let love reign in this place. Right? This isn't about masks This isn't about vaccines and non-vaccines. This is about our Heavenly Father sending His one and only Son to our planet to rescue each and every one of us. I'm really proud of this congregation. We've steered... Round of applause to yourselves. And if you're not going to hurt yourself, kind of pat yourself on the back. Because we steer clear. We've always stepped even more conservative, and I'm proud of that. Let's keep that up. I know this is getting weary, and I'm the first amongst you to shed tears over this long journey. Um, But shot of encouragement. Let's love one another. And whatever that means, do it unto the Lord. I'm going to invite the Leahy family, because actually they're going to be our call to worship as they light the fourth candle, which is the candle of love. 
So here's the Leahy family. Jesus said, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. God loves us greatly in the truest sense of the word. He sent Jesus to lay down his life for each of us, simultaneously loving us to the fullest and labeling us friends of God. To light this candle, the candle of love, as a sign of the coming light of Christ, as the Lord has promised in days to come. Look, the young woman is with child. She shall bear a son, and name him Emmanuel. God is with us. Let us worship Jesus Emmanuel. God is with us. I can hear myself. <clears throat> okay, we're going to start with all of us singing. Um, if you... If anyone's, uh, anyone wants to look at your uh, bulletin, there is an insert. In the first page in the insert, there is a carol called Once in Royal David City. It's important uh, what uh, I give some instructions now. The first verse is sung by the choir. But I'm going to turn toward you for... Uh, for uh, Second and third verse, we're going to do it all together.
Compassion and forgiveness belong to the Lord our God, though we knowingly or unknowingly have rebelled against him. Let us renounce then our willfulness and seek his mercy by confessing our sins together. God of the future, you are coming in power to bring all nations under your rule. We confess that we have not expected your kingdom, for we live casual lives, ignoring your promised judgment. We accept lies as truth, exploit neighbors, abuse the earth, and refuse your justice and peace. In your mercy, forgive us. Grant us wisdom to welcome your way and to seek things that will endure when Christ comes to judge the world. Amen. But when the time had fully come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons and daughters. And because we are sons and daughters, God sent forth his Spirit— into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So through God, we are no longer a slave, but a son and a daughter. And if we are a son and a daughter, then we are an heir. In Christ, we are forgiven, adopted into God's family, and an heir to his kingdom. There is a uh, Christmas version of Joyful, Joyful, And I think it's a joy to do that. We're going to do it together from the very beginning. Trusting in the steadfast love of the Lord, let us pray for the fulfillment of God's promises, saying, Emmanuel, come. Pray with me. Emmanuel, God with us, what a glorious gift. O God, by your prophets, you promised a sign of your presence, a son called Emmanuel. 
In Jesus Christ, you chose to live in our midst. Feel what we felt and know our needs. He made known to us your will. He taught us your way, and he called us to follow. What the prophets foretold we now know to be true. We kneel in awe and wonder with shepherds and kings. We welcome Emmanuel, for by his birth our new life has begun. We pray for your church, gathered to worship, sent forth to serve. We pray for those who have not yet heard the good news that we celebrate today. We pray for our country, its leaders, and elected officials. Give them courage and vision that they may show us peace, not war. We remember this morning the men and women in our military who are far from home and loved ones this Christmas. May they celebrate this time in peace. We rejoice and give thanks that the missionaries kidnapped in Haiti have been safely released. We cannot begin to understand the purpose of those who held these servants of yours hostage for so long, but we pray your protecting hand over them and other missionaries and pray that such an event does not happen again. We thank you for Jesus who brought hope to the distressed, promise to the despairing, and healing to the afflicted. We pray that in your compassion you will continue to bring this comfort to your people. Sustain the lonely, raise up the sick, bring healing and renewed strength to all who need it. We pray for those recovering from surgery and those facing surgery. We pray with great gratitude for Carol Applegate's newborn great-grandson, who has a very optimistic health outlook now. We thank God for answered prayers. We pray for all who are facing Christmas without someone they love. Help us turn to you as our source of strength. Be a source of peace. Even with so many in our world hurting, broken, grieving, frightened, there is still the good news of Emmanuel, God with us. How grateful we are that we have a God who walks with us through painful times as well as in the even-keeled and more joy-filled ones. God, keep us alert for the signs of the gentle touch of your hand upon our world. Whether it be a star in the sky or a voice in the night, help us to have the courage to follow where you will lead and to rely on your guiding presence along the way. Be with us and use us to give honor to your Son as we witness to his love. For it is in his name we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. 
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our text this morning is, comes from John. Gospel according to John, verses, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. And we'll get straight to it. In, be, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And without Him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen His glory. The glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. This is the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm going to start with a quote. And actually, I'm going to be brief because I was at a Christmas concert a little while back. And I said to myself, that pastor's talking too much. (laughs) <laughs> he needs to get out of the way. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm just, it's going to be brief but amazing. That's what my old boss said. Make it brief but amazing. I'm going to start with a Calvin quote. This is John Calvin. Um, and he writes, In this prologue, John declares Christ's eternal divinity to teach us that he is the eternal God manifest in the flesh. Now the knowledge of this doctrine is of the first importance. For since we should on no account seek life and salvation outside of God, how can our faith rest in Christ if the certainty of this teaching is not established? In these words, therefore, the evangelist asserts that we do not forsake the one eternal God when we believe in Christ. Amen? We've got to start with the truth. And at the, the time that John's writing this, just a reminder... Jesus had two best friends, Peter and John. John's the oldest of all the 12 disciples. And when he's writing this, this is by far the latest gospel written. And so he's an older, wiser gentleman. And there's people coming out that saying that Jesus was just another average dude. You know, like buddy Jesus. And John starts his gospel and says, no. Nothing was made apart from Jesus Christ. Amen? 
fully God. Rescue plan. In this prologue, John announces that God sent his one and only son with a rescue plan. The Passion Translation translates verse 5. And this light never fails to shine through the darkness. Light that darkness could not overcome. That's Jesus the Christ in which we gather this morning to worship. The light that could not go out, that could not be extinguished. Have you ever had that experience where, and I'm talking to parents, let's talk to parents for a second. You ever have this experience where your kid is in a position where they're not being accepted and you know that they're better than everyone around them? (laughs) Have you ever had that experience? Be honest with yourselves. That's just a shadow. Uh, here's, Here's one in my example. I'm a pastor. Part of the flaw of that is my family has moved way too many times. And by the way, you're going to have to bury me right here. (laughs) Just P.S. I'm saying that again. We were in Muskegon, Michigan, and my daughter had been moved, and she was, I don't even know how old she was, but um, she'd already moved like six or seven times. And she's in a young age, and she's in elementary school. And I remember her getting to know kids at this Christian school, at this at the private Christian school. And I, um, I remember seeing her just, she looked like a, like a helpless. Uh, I just remember, I remember I called you, Steve. I called Steve Atkins that day. And I remember weeping in the parking lot of that school. And it was early on. And I remember she didn't choose to be a pastor's kid. She didn't choose this life. And she is so beautiful. Like I was just, I just remembered, and we, Steve let me weep to him for a little while. Just that weeping is just a shadow of our Heavenly Father sending His one and only Son, who was there when everything was made, and the world did not accept Him. Not only that, The world was so dark, it was trying to extinguish him. And that light never goes out. He is the light of the world. Amen? Amen. Just a brief caveat and a sales pitch for our Christmas Eve service. (laughs) In the early first century, they they, they lit a candle... Well, actually, it wasn't a candle. I think it's a gas thing. Um, they lit a light at the church of Nativity, which is where Jesus is born. Um, September 11th, 2001, this Boy Scout troop in Europe says, America needs the light of Christ. 
to comfort them after this huge loss. So that first Christmas, they sent a troop on a plane to the church in the Nativity with this candle that's been lit from, since the first century. They, got, they took a plane to New York City, and they passed that light across the country. On December 21st, my buddy up the road at Lighthouse Community Church, Eric Wayman, Pastor Eric Wayman, is receiving that light. And that light will make its way and light that candle right there on Christmas Eve. A light that's been shining for thousands of years and a light that John talks about at the beginning of his prologue. It will not go out. Third and final point, verse 12. I'm going to read from N.T. Wright. He says this, Perhaps the most exciting thing about this opening passage is that we're in it too. Quotes verse 12, To anyone who did accept him. That means anyone at all. Then and now, you don't have to be born into a particular family or part of the world. God wants people from everywhere to be born in a new way, born into the family which he began through Jesus and which has spread through the world. My third and final point, is you don't get to choose. I don't get to choose. We, we don't get to choose. God gets to choose. God chooses you. God chooses me. Applications. Spread the light. You were chosen. You love like you're chosen. The person in front of you is the person that needs to know that you're adored by God and so are they. Then the other major application is continue in worship. We're going to continue in worship of Jesus the Christ, fully God, with a rescue plan for all. For who? All. That was weak. For who? All. For all of us. Let's continue in worship. Gathered around Jesus the Christ.
This is, this is awesome. I still, like, this is my favorite Sunday, just because, not because I, I don't have to preach that long. That's pretty good, too. But you guys do the heavy lifting. That's amazing. I just thank you very much. Um, and we're going to continue in worship, but I got to, if you, there's offering um, envelopes back on the table if you haven't picked them up for this next coming year. Thank you for all your pledges. And thank you for all your prayer, and thank you for all your steadfastness in your tithing. I serve a, a congregation where we can dream, and through you, God reaches those dreams. Uh, our counters, this, they, 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 they count the tithes and offerings every other week, and just this week, they, they counted for the last two weeks, and it was 32000 $563. Round of applause, yes. Because like, we've been dreaming big, and God's been showing up big, and it's through you. Um, so this is the part of the worship service where we continue in worship, and we continue out of a grateful hearts um, to give back to God just a portion of what he's given to us. And for those of you at home uh, listening on the podcast, thank you so much for listening. Uh, But you send your tithes and offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received. I got an inspiration <clears throat> from this work of art here, and I like to name the people who did that. There are Sam and Corey Allen who are right there. Thank you very much. <clears throat> what is this uh, all about? About very simple things and um, about very complex and great things as well. So we see here the scene of nativity on the bottom of that. Then we see 
the earth, the whole globe. The two songs we just done, one said, listen to the story of the coming of the Lord. He will be called, says in Luke. Anybody could tell me how he will be called? Emmanuel, what does that mean? God with us. Okay. So, so many times we confuse the, the thing that Jesus was his earthly form of, for 33 and a half years. But he's God. He's a son of God. He came to be like us in order to understand us and to save us. Now, um, there is another song, the second one that you heard. It says, there is something about that name. Yeah, all this is southern music. It's from the mountains of uh, Appalachia. You probably all know the second one very well. <clears throat> yes, there is something about that name. That something about that name is going to be revealed in the next songs we're going to do. Because Jesus has many names and many attributes. Some that we know of. Some that we're going to find out in heaven when we get there. Now, uh, I would like to move <clears throat> to the next songs we do. The scene on nativity was understood uh, for the last 2,000 years in different ways, in different cultures, in different climates as well. Uh, the first one goes to the northwestern corner of Europe goes to Ireland the Wexford Carol it was done by simple people according to their culture and according to their soul and the way they feel it the next one is done in a, a little sunnier place which is in Austria and there is a funny thing about that 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 um, the Christmas Eve was approaching in one of the village churches in Austria and the organ broke down and the pastor Moore did not know what to do he said I'm going to create a poem and he asked his organist Franz Gruber can you wing this create a tune for it we don't have any time left and guess what came out they have to use a guitar. <laughs> you know, late 1700s, 1800s, guitar wasn't as much as it is now in here. And, but they had to use it. And what do they use? They used a simple folk song, the way they feel it, the way they do it every day. Something like that, if Mike allows me. how we're going to do it as well. So let's go for the first two numbers. One show a little kind of grayish color of the sky in Ireland and a little bit sunnier part but still at a, at a very close to Alps and it could be very chilly and very cold and sometimes you could freeze to death over there. Let's see the two sides how that feels. Thank you. 
How does it feel? Ireland? Austria? Okay. Now, if you go in uh, Namibia or South Africa, it's pretty hot, I guess. A hot Christmas. So we wanted to follow that, go south a little bit, and east, and divide the children in. We invite some drums and some shakers to come with us. And we're going to loosen up a little bit. Um, Yeah, I already feel that way, a little hot in my suit as well. Okay. The following song we're going to do is called Sing Noel. I just want to say something, parenthesis. We have a wonderful organ. I have about five memory cards, but sometimes they do not hold true to their, you know, electronics. So I have to do a workaround at some point in which I have to replace a card, change it, and change it back. So in that workaround, your patience is included as well.
First, allow me to catch my breath while I'm going to do organ and do the workaround. <clears throat> this was workaround part one. So we saw that <clears throat> the message on nativity, yes, it was primarily sent to Israel, and uh, it was done for the people of Israel, but even the Israelis did not know, not all of them knew, that this is, this is going to widen more than that. So that's why we traveled to Ireland, St. Patrick Christianized that place, and then we traveled to Africa as well, and that was Christianized as well. <clears throat> now, the song that we're um, about to do, yeah, it's of French origin, but it's talking about the heavenly host. You remember that a great number of angels, when Jesus was born, went uh, to meet the shepherds. The shepherds were very scared, and they told them about the good news, that the Savior has come. Okay, the same thing is about the heavenly host, the heavenly um, you know, angels, and all this, just um, getting in song, and um, this song is actually trying to do both. Have all the cathedral workers, you know, bell ringers, organists, singers, everybody, angels do it together. So this is uh, the song we're about to do. You know it, it's a very happy one. We like to have four hands help this piano better than two. And we're gonna hear this one in a very upbeat and nice uh, movement.
workaround part two, and coming back to the microphone after that. Going back to this, but not stopping at this. The first verse of A Holy Night, it's given mainly to our dear women singers here. And he's talking about the sin of nativity, is what it was now in Israel, and the beauty and the special moment of that night. It was called a night divine. Second verse already, we're talking about the spreading of, the, of this news, which was actually news long before Jesus was born, from the prophets, and came from a place we didn't expect, came from Mesopotamia, I hope I pronounced this correctly, and uh, they were specialists in reading the stars. They were well-to-do people and very knowledgeable, and they saw that not only a baby promise to save Israel was, but a king was to be born, a big king. And that put Herod the Great, the king of Israel, back at that time, put that in notice. And unfortunately, he went on the evil side and he killed all the children below two in order to eliminate his rival, Jesus, that was about to be born or was born. Okay, these are the Magi doing this. So the word about Jesus the king went past Israel, way past that. And then the third verse, uh, the second one is, was obviously given to the man. The third one is t- talking about two important traits of God. Number one, God is love. Do you, do you agree with me on that one? But in order for everything to function in the universe and everything to be able to move and, and exist, you also have to have laws and you have to have justice. And Jesus had to, uh, to be sacrificed in the name of the justice. Otherwise, you could not sustain the universe without that. But he was doing that on our behalf for us. Now... On that verse, he's talking about the love of Jesus. Then he also talked about his ability to put order in things. The eternal kind of thing, chains shall he break. In the rest of the words, you listen attentively to the tenor. Here comes the chorus. Christ is the Lord. We praise his name forever. This is done with the understanding that by now the heavens are opened and earth and heavens are praising Christ the Lord. I want to say something to the chorister. They really worked very hard and putting this together, our pianist, our organist. But when you elevate the music, to praising God, praising Christ, doing with the people that are 
follower of God and Christ in this earth, but also with the people and with the heavenly population that there is in praise. The very thing that we do this, we are not only raising praises to God, but in this process, we are also raised together with our praises. I hope this is going to happen the next number we do.
workaround for organ part three. <laughs> I have to remove a card and put another one in. That's going to happen because we're going to have an offertory. Now, who allowed me to catch my breath as well? <clears throat> The work we do here, uh, starting with the hanging of the greens, every Sunday we had guest instrumentalists like the Flunis Fortune Celtic Instruments Group. We have great soloists for the Festival of Carols. We had instrumentalists coming. We got wonderful people joining us today good friends and guest singers. And uh, as you well know, Friends of the Arts is an account from which uh, we draw money that enable us to do many different things. More things are coming for Christmas Eve and Sunday the 26th. So here comes request number three probably for an offering for the Friends of the Arts, which enables us to pay for these expenses and do more uh, wonderful events like this one. This was my cell pitch. I'm not the best on it. I've done my best. So it is good. Okay. Uh, now we're going to hear our great pianist, Micah Wright, is going to do a wonderful Offertory. Before I do that, it's probably in order since we talked about that, I would like to acknowledge and recognize the people who made this uh, presentation possible. I'm going to start with the guests, and I'm going to start from the very top on the main section on the tenor. And here comes, <clears throat> let me see if I could move this a little bit. Here comes. Joshua Johnson, right there. Edward Razor. Greg Perkins. Joshua Elmore. Um, Christina Wilcox. Holly Roll. Um, and here comes Soprano, Audrey Bivens, Mary Frances, Susan Montgomery Kinsey, a very well-known name, um, organist Angelica Prodan. Hey, give it a big one for this guy here. And there is another one that I'm going to name it later. Now, I would also like to recognize the work of our choir. Choir, thank you so much. Here we go. And uh, it's uh, Mark Mora and Jeff Farless on the drums and percussion. Kerry Everly and uh, Elsie Griffiths. Yep. 
If I forgot anything, um, you know, just push me by the ear. <clears throat> All right. Let's listen to our operator now. Uh, I'm going to recognize uh, the person I didn't name it at the very end of the service. <clears throat> stand. I'm going to give us a benediction, and we're going to join in with the choral benediction in verses 2 and 3. I think we should start by acknowledging someone he didn't acknowledge, which was himself. Everybody, round of applause for Cornell. Absolutely amazing to work with you, and amazing. That's just awesome. I hope you were as blessed as I was this morning. Amen? And, um, Reminder, Friday, Christmas Eve, 4 o'clock, 6.30, dinner, lasagna, delicious, eggplant and ricotta. Oh, my gosh. 8 o'clock, candles, carols, and cocoa. Do you want to do your thanks first? I say we do the thanks first, then I'll do a benediction, and then we'll sing verses 2 and 3 of the choral benediction. Okay, thanks to Erin Todorakis, our solo alto there. (laughs) And now, may God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts, your minds, today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so.